Welcome everybody to episode 200 of the We Are Adult Show, brought to you by Hoppyhead Productions. This week, me and Danny have a special uh, ho- uh, co-host this week. This It's uh, Steven over at Sadkins, who is a streamer. How's it going, everybody? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad at all. So, so have you ever uh, had to do a podcast or publicize your your uh twitch yet um not not really no oh look at that being honest you're, no <laughs> yeah it's the first well, you're first yeah the first stepping stone in yeah. your in, in your uh in your famous life now uh, on the plus side it can only go get better from here <laughs> <laughs> you can you can t- you can you can tell people you're like drake you started at the bottom and you're aiming for the top I mean, there is that, yeah. Like, <laughs> um, oh man, dude. So I went to uh, I went to uh, see the Aquabats last night. Oh yes, I forgot you went to the count the county Orange County Fair. Yes, I went to a fair and saw um, the English Beat, an '80s ska band from uh, England. I guess is doing a got a, doing a reunion tour and they opened for the Aquabats. But then, you know, the Aquabats are supposed to be fun, loving, and for the kids, and some drunk dude jumped up on stage and uh, started, like, dancing with the singer until he uh, got ceremoniously tackled by, like, eight security guards. It was it you? No, it was not me. I wasn't that close <laughs> to the stage. It was pretty amazing to watch. And, like, I guess he was, like, his buddies, he was there at the front row in the back, matter, like, apolog- he's like, I'm sorry for your friend, man, but he just got a little weird and had to, he had to be taken care of. <laughs> You know what the funny thing is, is, um, is in Ohio, none of the, um, county fairs, you can't drink at them. They're all dry. Or at least, or at least, uh, the ones, a couple that I know were dry. I don't, I don't want to be quoted because there might be one of the hillbilly ones down south might be, uh, not dry. Which, you know, I never understood dry counties because, you know, those, usually the dry counties are the ones that are super pro-gun. And they're like, guns are protected by the Constitution. And it's like, so is drinking. <laughs> uh, you, I'm, I'm pro 21A. Yeah, you are. <laughs> do you guys have, like, weird county fairs over there? If, if, if Since nobody knows, Stephen lives in uh, England, so he's not maybe accustomed to weird hillbilly fairs. <laughs> yeah, if well, you can't I tell mean, by the accent. From, from what I've read on Reddit, everybody on England just looks like, at America, just like the giant hillbilly cousin anyway, so even if you're <laughs> not in the hillbilly parts. I mean... Am I wrong? Uh, it's kind of... Uh, no, not really. Yeah, to be fair. It's sort of our, our, our cousins from over the pond. Sort of... Everyone views you as having guns and... Having, you know, weed and booze and big things and all that fun stuff. Well, like, and to be fair, there's too many people in a, in a, in America that thinks that uh, England has no freedoms. Really? Like literally none, because you have the Queen, and the Queen takes away all your freedoms. Ah, oh, fuck the Queen. <laughs> but it's like she's just there to like you know, live lavishly and wave at people. Like she doesn't really do anything. Yeah, but she's, <laughs> she's like the, the the biggest fucking tax leech. I say tax leech, benefits leech on our system. I, I don't like the royal family. Just putting that out there. Like they're, they're not for me. <laughs> they get paid to do nothing. 
Literally, yeah. <laughs> and then everyone makes a big song and dance and one of the fuckers get married. Yeah, they do. Like, it even spills over here. Dude, yes, really? it's, it's, it's crazy the amount of like royal ba- royalty uh, fan people there are over here. It's See, that, That's mental considering like, you know, you guys had a war to get rid of us. Yes. Like, I mean, I mean, at least like Australia, you just gave up on them. Like they didn't even have to fight. I mean, to be fair, but we, they've they've still got our flag in their flag, so that's true. That's fair. They're still somewhat loyal. I bet it's the same thing. They probably have like, like in the tabloids, they probably get all crazy too. Just it's, it's just mental. I don't I don't get it. Like I'm I'm not a fan of the Royals. Yeah, people have when um. Whenever there's sure, a Kansas City royal family wedding, we'll have watching parties. <laughs> the baseball team in Kansas City is called the Royals. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't think we have any listeners in Kansas City, but you know what? We'll, we'll fuck, fuck there might be well. a chance. <laughs> and they're, they're trash, too, so it's okay. <laughs> then what, they, they, won the, uh, they won the World Series, and they went straight to garbage. Yes. <laughs> oh man, Danny, what you drinking, man? So I figure since um, it is our two hundredth episode and it's uh, ten o'clock in the morning. <laughs> oh, and also when I when I first read your text, I was like, oh yeah, that's the time we normally record. And then it was like a couple hours later, I I actually like stopped for a minute and did the math, and it's like, oh, I was going to be an hour late. <laughs> I'm glad um, you weren't. Yes. Math is hard sometimes, but it, it helps. So I'm doing, it's a collaboration between El Segundo Brewing and Horace Aleworks, who mm-hmm. was a, uh, like a, basically a gypsy brewer where he goes to other people's systems and makes his own fancy beers and then uh, has membership clubs that he charges a lot for his beers so other people can charge even more for them. Um, this is a big old barley wine. It's a barley wine style ale. Oh, and uh, because uh, it's like, um, Champagne, you know, is only grown in like certain regions of France. If, if a barley wine isn't from England, they have to call it barley wine style ale. Oh yes, I remember we spoke about this. Yes, yeah, so this comes in at fifteen point seven percent alcohol. <laughs> You're just getting yourself ready. <laughs> yes. Oh man. I can already smell like just the booze coming off of it. It's um, aged in rye whiskey casks. Oh man, there's like it's not really carbonated. It's just from sitting in the casks. You can definitely taste the spicy from the rye. Oh man, I can't believe I just was able to pick. This is a beer like you would think you would have to like seek out, but it's just a shelfie, just sitting on the shelf at La Bodega. Maybe sure people... maybe it only hits on the shelf in La Bodega. Nobody else knows where it's at. Maybe, yes. <laughs> oh, man. But I do love, like, a good actual English-style barley wine because uh, it's kind of toffee and sweet as opposed to when the, the Americans take it and ruin it and just throw hops and everything because for some reason we like everything to taste like Christmas trees. I don't know about that. But yes, this is a good this is a good solid beer, and I'm glad it's only 12 ounces, so I'm not like drinking a wine bottle by myself at 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> that is I the mean, worst part about the special bombers. <laughs> yes. So what are you drinking, Sean? 
Um, so I bu- ended up buying the special series from Tavor, and so, so Stephen, uh, Tavor basically is a company that um, breweries like send uh, beer to, and then people could like buy them off this uh, virtual app. And yeah. they basically put it in a box for you. And then once a month, they'll ship the, everything to you. So, like, some of the breweries that don't have, like, the license necessarily to deliver to all the 50 states because our system is stupid. Um, and we're still off of probation laws from the 1920s. <laughs> um, they have a license and they could send the beer. Um, but the nice thing is is you could buy, like exclusives uh that are hard to find and you could also buy like um cans uh or so that way you don't have to buy necessarily like a 12 pack of something that you might not want that's not bad to be fair yeah it's like yeah no, it, uh, it's pretty solid a, a beer door dash kind of thing isn't it yeah pretty much so the uh i forget where what state they're out of but um like there's one of the there's like a brewery in texas that's pretty decent but you could if you're out of texas the only way to get them is to vor or have a friend send it to you or something like that which you know again you mentioned with the you know we're even though it's you know constitutionally amended um prohibition laws make it illegal to uh send beer to people if you're not licensed so i can't just send beer to to sean unless i'm like uh, an official licensed beer sender. Like not, not even as a gift. No, because and the, and the only real reason is the very American capitalistic reason of they're worried to people getting around paying sales tax. Yeah. Still insane <laughs> though. Like <laughs> yeah, and every state has their own license for liquor and beer. So, like, one of the weird things is in New Jersey, where I live, um, and this is the only state I've seen this in, um, every brewery has to give, like, a tour and an explanation an explanation of how beer is made for the consumer. It's, like, the weirdest shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's, like, almost, like, a, considered, like, a place of learning or a museum that also sells the products that they manufacture. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah, so if you ever go to New Jersey and they say, have you been here before? Just say no. Like, yes, yeah, say you've been here before, so that way you can skip the tour. I mean, to be fair, like, a tour of a brewery would be quite interesting, though. Some of them, like, they just do it. The problem is, is, like, some of them just do a quick half-ass tour, so it's just, like, wasting time to, yeah, like, yeah. get to the purpose. Where, like, some of them, like... Uh, some beer tours are like to your point would probably like like put a lot of effort into it, so it is fun. But yeah, like yeah. it's so like a lot of the minor ones out here, it's not really fun because they're just doing it real quick to take care of the law. Yeah, they're doing it just to tick a box. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. but yeah, there's definitely some great breweries that do some good tours. So, um, so. It was a, so it was a five bottle series, and they're all sours, so they're all pretty much bottle fermented, um, and they're aged in different things. So, and the I'm gonna screw up the name of this um, brewery uh, because they make it hard for me. the The brewery's called 
The Ale Apothecary? Apothecary? Yeah. Uh, Out of uh, Bend, Oregon. Another reason why we have to go to Bend. Not because it's just beautiful. Um, But it's bottle fermented with honey and it's aged in uh, wine barrels. And it comes in at 9.19%. This one is called The Walking Fish. So it has, um, they did some dry hopping in this version of the beer, which, uh, which is a little different, like a different variation. Um, but it's, it's, it's really good. Like it's got a good sour taste in it and, um, like the wine barrels just kind of give it a nice, um, taste to it. Like a night, it just adds to the flavor. Yeah, it's nice. I've had a few beers from them. Have you? Yeah, this is the first time I've had something from them. So, oh man, yeah. I mean, it was definitely. I think the five bottles, the set was like eighty-five dollars on Tavor. So, but they they sold out like instantly. I I think I was pretty lucky to get one. Oh yeah, definitely. Like they're a, a top tier brewery that. Uh is sought after um but there's like one liquor store out here that gets them through distribution some of their beers mm. what about you steven what do you what do you, what'd you bring to the show i mean it was mentioned earlier about not drinking wine or a bottle of wine at 10 in the morning i mean it's it's six twenty-one here in the afternoon and i'm drinking a bottle of wine um a nice uh malbec um and that's about as much of a description as you're getting out of me, to be honest. <laughs> I just dr- I just drink it because it tastes nice. <laughs> to be fair, that's that's rule number one of drinking. Does it taste good? Like, <laughs> I, I'm not one for uh, explaining flavors and all the fun stuff. I mean, it says on the back, uh, a full-bodied Malbec with intense black cherry and plum flavors, uh, with a hint of black pepper and vanilla spice. Okay. So it's it's pretty nice. I mean, this is the so it's Casiero del Diablo, probably butchered that name. Um, but whenever I grab wine, I always grab one of theirs, like either a Malbec or a um, name's gone from my head. A Merlot's and one as well I'd go for, particularly always reds, and I don't really drink white wine. Okay. Do you drink a lot of? Um like European wine because like out here in the States um, everybody is like huge into the California wine area so regardless of what state you go to you're always grabbing there's always options of California wine most of the wines I've ever had are like from South America so this one's from Chile okay Uh, I can't say I've gone out my way and drank any European wine Mm -hmm. Um, not knowingly anyway Again, I just pretty much drink what's nice and drink what's given to me and don't complain, <laughs> pretty much. As long, as long as it tastes good and it'll get you drunk, that's all you need, right? <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> the, the other drink that I've got here, which um, I'm actually not quite sure what, it, what, what, what you can have it with. Um, I, I did a, an album with, a, I say I did an album, I helped a Lithuanian girl with an album, uh, Aware of Work. Um, and there's a thank you. She got me this. Uh, it's a sweet herbal liqueur uh, from Lithuania called the Nines. And I've had it set on my shelf for about two years and I've not touched it. Um, but I've got that here as well. And I'd, I'd quite like to give that a try. But 
Oh. Not quite sure what goes with it. Might yeah, just have to drink it neat. <laughs> drink it happens. neat first. Yeah. <laughs> Which for the best. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, usually like with sweet like herbal liqueurs, like you just kind of add it as like a, a topper on a cocktail. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know about. I mean, but then some people are crazy. Like uh, they'll drink it straight. Or do a shot of it and then drink the cocktail. Because I, I actually sent her a message um, earlier just to say, like, what can I drink this with? Like, it's been sat here for ages, I need to drink it. What can I have with it? Uh, so I was just waiting for her to get back, but she hasn't. Oh. Is uh, what it is. She I've got some about co- you. I've got some cola downstairs, so I might just pour some into there and see what happens. <laughs> cola I mean, goes with everything. Yeah. <laughs> True. Because it's got a nice... Uh, light brown color to it um yep. so yeah i i should have i should have looked it up and it it does say sweet herbal liquor so it can't be that harsh to drink it neat so it's mm-hmm. i don't feel like it's gonna be i don't think it's gonna i mean it's probably gonna have its at the average liquor burn but i don't think it's gonna be anything Let's crazy like a bourbon yeah give it a good smell Oh, it kind of smells like Jägermeister, actually. Oh, see, that's what I was afraid of, man. That's what I was afraid of. You're not afraid <laughs> of Jägermeister? I hate black licorice. It is like... there. There's like a couple things oh, I really fuck. hate. That's strong. <laughs> fuck. Oh, fuck. <laughs> That'll put hairs in your chest. <laughs> Jesus. Oh. So does hey. it taste like black licorice? Yep. <laughs> yep. Strong. Thirty-five uh, percent volume. Yeah. So it's you're all right. Drink I like it like Jaeger. <laughs> oh yeah, I, no, I, I like Jaeger. So I'll have to bang it in the, the the fridge and let it cool down, and then have some shots later. Yeah, normally, like if I get a beer and I don't like it, I'll pretty much uh, just you know, chug it and admit my mistake. But the one beer that I like could not finish that I had to pour out was a stone brewing, a barrel aged, a beer and a Jägermeister with Jägermeister. <laughs> <laughs> and it just tasted like, like black, li- black licorice medicine. Like, I don't know if you have the brand NyQuil in England, but that's like a brand of like cough syrup. Yeah, flu medicine that tastes like black licorice. Yeah, we, we've got a uh, Cavornia, which is pretty much the same thing. Oh, okay. It just tastes like that. Which I've been drinking a lot this week because obviously my cold and it just tastes like I'm drinking Jägermeister. It's great. So you've already <laughs> built a tolerance for this uh, liqueur, is what you're saying? I wouldn't say I've built a tolerance in terms of like being able to cope with it, but I can I can drink it. I like it. Still, like, fucks me up, though. <laughs> It'll get you drunk. Literally, I could have, like, one or two shots and then any more, and I'm sort of taking my shirt off and dancing on the table. It's not a pretty sight. I'm as, sure as you guys ready. almost unfortunately saw at the, when I answered the, jumped in the call for me. <laughs> I mean, I could still turn the camera on. <laughs> Danny's got no pants and Steven's without a shirt. <laughs> No pants, Dan. 
no uh, pants dance off. Like I can't remember which like like the kids TV show co uh, sidekick who she was like one that got into drugs and then when it, oh um the one from Full House Jodie Sweetin. Like, she got heavy into drugs and then she uh when she went to rehab she got a show like on one of the basic cable channels called Pants Off Dance Off where it was just basically like they would play music and then random people would just strip down to their chonies. <laughs> <sighs> and they didn't really vet the people very well. It was almost like use, like uh, random user submitted stuff. <laughs> Just find some randoms off the street. Pretty much, yes. Yeah. So oh, it made you feel better about yourself and your life choices. <laughs> oh, we had we had what? a talk show that that made you feel better about yourself over here. Um, Jeremy Kyle. And that actually got cancelled because one of them killed themselves. It's like fucking horrific. But that's what well, we used to watch. You, I mean, it's not, your it, shows actually get cancelled when something horrific happens like that? Cause I mean, it, it takes it takes a while. I mean, we, we've had, uh, I think it's like two or three people kill themselves over Love Island, if you've ever heard of that. And that's still going. So... Yeah. yeah. It, ta- it, takes, it takes a while. And we've got, obviously, like... Jimmy Savile, who's a raging nonce, um, he was going for years before he died, and it was only after he died that they condemned his his actions. So like he was blackmailing them, and they didn't want to like have the blackmail come out. Sort of like, oh shit, he's dead now. We can't. He can't get. He can't. Uh... That that really wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise <laughs> me at all. <laughs> yeah, because we had we had Jerry Springer. And oh yeah, we, we 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 get that over here sometimes. Absolutely not not anymore, but yeah, we we had that over here. And Maury Povich, where you know, basically every show, basically the two th- biggest uh, ratings uh, type shows that he had was episodes where dudes would take paternity tests and they would figure out if they were the dad or not, and then yeah. depending on if they wanted to be the dad or not, with how they would respond. So if they it's like you're not the father, and they would get up and like start dancing and celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then the other show was like um he would have basically like uh people come up dressed like women and it's like is this a man or a woman <laughs> see uh um, and then have the audience guess the one the one over here it's it's pretty much like that but it's not as uh it's not as showy it's a bit more it was a bit more say kind of serious but they're all like like the sort of you know, people who are addicted to drugs and uh, alcoholics and just, you know, the undesirables of society, if uh, yeah. if that's a way to paint them. Yeah, they would do those shows, but then they realized that nobody wanted to be sad. They just wanted to laugh at people. And so yeah. those are the ratings. Yeah. And so that's what it turned into. Literally, yeah. Oh, that's man. kind of funny. We were just talking last week about um, rea- reality TV America versus... Uh, the UK because we were watching uh, Glow. Me and my girlfriend were watching uh, Glow Up, and like you know, people lose, and we watch like the great the great British Bake Off and stuff. Like people lose, <laughs> and they're like fine, like you know, they're upset, but like you know, they're like, oh, they did so much better than me, and I wish them the best. And it was a great learning. In America, it's like this is fucking bullshit. That person's a liar. <laughs> this judge doesn't know fucking shit. It's just like Jesus. I mean, like this. <laughs> 
there's one particular show, um, Come Dine With Me, that we have over here. Um, you might have something similar, but there's a few episodes of that where people have the same reaction. Um, at, at the end of it, so you have the, the basic premise of the show, you have four or five people and they cook for each other over the course of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, the last day, the host of the last day gets to read out the winner. And her, this one dude, it was obviously at his house and he, I think he finished last. And obviously he read his name as last and he was like, just fucking went mental. Like, are oh, you fucking ungrateful? You this, you that fucking. It was fucking <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> so it's it's something that you don't really see on TV much. And like, especially over here, like it's a bit more chilled. But I was going to say, because yeah. even like um, Kitchen Nightmares, like the UK version versus the American version is so... Oh, I love like it's, it's yeah, it's the same issues, but God, it's just so much like the fighting is just so much more intense, like in, in America, <laughs> yeah. and like the denial is so much harder. Like it's just like, geez, like come on, man. Yeah, all all the memes that have been made of the differences between you know Gordon Ramsay when he's in England versus when he's in America. <laughs> <laughs> to my thought, like if. If you know Gordon Ramsay's coming to your place, like you know your shit's fucked up, right? Like, like there's nobody eating at your restaurant. Like, there's a reason why. There's something wrong. Like, come on. Yeah, I saw a clip of one, and um, he was like ordering, and like they from with the waitress, and the, they show the owner in the back, and he, she's like, "Man, I hope he doesn't order the lobster ravioli." And he was like, "All right, this the, the, I've ordered all this. Anything else I should get?" She's like, "Well, today's special is the lobster ravioli." <laughs> And the wage, the owner in the back's like, this motherfucker. The waitress is back there, like, keying all the food into the system so the kitchen can get it. And um, she's like, the owner's like, ask the waitress, why did you recommend the lobster ravioli? And she got this fucking fuck you smile on her face, like, oh, you know what? It just popped into my head. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think I remember that episode. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I've seen that one as well. Oh, man. Fucking love Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> He's living the life, man. Yeah, I saw another clip, though, the opposite. I think it probably was in England, but he was... Oh, actually, it was America, because it had, like, um, one of the judges from Chopped on there. And he's, like, as they're talking about the food, he's just finishing it, and he ends up picking up the plate and starts licking it. <laughs> Uh. And, and one of the other judges like looks over and he's like, yeah, I think I think uh, Gordon likes your dish. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. that is funny. So, I, was, I, was, I got a couple uh, interesting beer news that I wanted to discuss in a, in the group. So, this guy was waiting for his plane at LaGuardia Airport in New York. And he uh, sent a tweet of the menu, and one of the items on the menu was a for a 23 ounce pour of Sam Adams Summer Ale. It was 28 dollars. Oh my god! And so That's... he's like showing all the other prices, like um, like Michelob Ultra was 13 dollars, and Heineken was 15 was 16, and um, 
so he ba- like he, he sent out the tweet, and I guess the c- company that was running that bar has a bunch of different restaurants in all the New York um, airports. And they're like, oh, no, no, that was a price mistake. It wasn't supposed to be uh, $28. It was supposed to be uh, $18. <laughs> but they're Did- like, the, the transit authority was like, no, no, we're going to go ahead and uh, launch a, a audit of all of your pricing. And they were kind of like, no, look, we fixed it. Because I guess uh, last year, and I didn't know about this, but I guess last year the Port Authority passed a law where you can't have things priced more than 10% higher than street value. Oh, shit. That's, yeah, because that's, there's no, <laughs> I think at a normal bar, you're maybe paying, you're paying, what, 10 bucks for that? Yes. Jeez. So, are you allowed to bring um, fluids into your airports there? Like liquids, like water and stuff. I have no idea. You don't know? I've, okay. I've I've never flown. Because you know. I, I only got my uh, I only got my passport in September of last year. <laughs> With a good time to get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, yeah. <laughs> well, I like pre Brexit, you didn't need it, right? Oh no, we still needed it. Oh, you needed it. Okay. Which, which, which is which is the thing I don't understand about the whole Brexit thing. Um, Obviously, people saying, like, we've got no control over our border. We've got a literal physical fucking border called the sea. Um, so in order to get to us, you have to board a plane or a boat in which you have to show your passport. Um, but people never understood that. But is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we've always needed it. It's not like mainland Europe. Um, I've got some friends from mainland Europe, and they can literally just hop on a train and be in Germany, then go through to Denmark or yada, yada, yada. Um, and yeah, no, no showing passports. It's just, oh well, I'm, I'm, I'm in France now. Nice, <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, so. you know, after September 11th, they passed the Patriot Act, which is a very misleading yeah. name. Which is basically, you know, we're going to surveil you and yeah. all of your freedoms. And so because of that, like, we can't bring um, any liquids into the airport, basically. And if we do, it has to be in like, um. Two ounce containers, and they can only fit into a quart sized bag. Yeah, I know there's a lot of, um, I know there is a lot of laws on on liquids over here. I'm just not sure what they are. Okay. Um, so I know you can't take certain things in or uh, have uh, certain certain drinks or certain liquids or. Yeah, I'm not I'm not quite sure what they are though, because again, I've never I've never done it myself. So. Okay. Yeah, and that's, so that's why like this is kind of a big deal with the airport prices because it's like. If you're at the airport and you want to, if you you know, you can't bring water in, so you have to buy a bottle of water there. Or you can bring, I guess you can bring an empty bottle. Some of them are having places to refill. But if you want a beer, you can't, it's not like you can bring a beer in. You got to yeah, yeah. pay airport prices for, for food. Yeah, because everything gets tossed away. So, like, you can't even bring in, like, a normal-sized um, container of, like, shampoo. Like, it's got to go in a check bag over here. Or, or else you're tossing it. Which is funny because you're, you know, somebody made the point like if you're bringing illegal liquids and they make you throw it away right at the security checkpoint where the largest crowd of people is gathering. Yeah. <laughs> but then another story that involves more directly the Boston Beer Company. Um, they've decided because I guess their hard seltzer lines aren't selling as well that they've partnered up with Pepsi Corporation to make hard Mountain Dew. <laughs> Really? Yes. Oh, man. Gamer fuel to the next level. (laughs) 
Yes. <laughs> oh, that's that's crazy. Man, yeah, there's I gonna be a regular flavor, black cherry and watermelon. Branded Mountain mm. Dew. Why wouldn't they do Code Red or Baja Blast? Right? Like, if you're t- partnering up with Pepsi, why not actually have the names? Why come up with... Well, I guess the Black, ch- black Cherry would be kind of Code Red, but not really. I don't know. I I thought it would be perfect for, like, the fancy Taco Bells, the Taco Bell cantinas. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, that's why I thought they made them. That is too funny. It is weird how everybody's making, like, a seltzer now. Like, I've... Like, even, like, microbrews. Like, I go into microbrews. There's, like, all, a couple of them I know have um, seltzers, like, for pickup. And I know uh, for the longest time, like, Forgotten Boardwalk out here um, has two always on tap for your consumption that they make. And now the other thing they're doing is they're making, um, they're taking the seltzers and they're making slushies out of them. Mm. And, like, a lot of the hardcore beer nerds are, like, just you know, getting their jimmies rustled over this, but, um, it's also a thing that, like, non, like, like, casual beer people or non, necessarily non-beer drinking people want, and they sell out, and so it's a thing of, like, you can't be mad at the brewery for making money on something that works. No, that's, that's true. I mean, it's, uh, everybody's gotta make their bank, their money. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you gotta, you gotta, like, that, um, I can't remember what director it was, but he made it's like he made a movie for the studios, and then he took the money that he got paid to make that big budget, expensive, you know, popcorn movie, and then went and made like an artsy movie with his own, with that money, basically produced it himself. So yeah, you can't make the you can't make the fancy like beers without money, so you got to make the the shit that sells. Yeah, are the hard seltzers um are those getting are those popular or getting popular up in England? Or it, I guess. Psh, I don't know. Couldn't tell you. you yeah, don't have the only, yeah, the only one I know is White Claw. Um, I don't know if we have it over here. Um, the only reason I know it is because of wrestling. Which is, like, <laughs> really weird. Um, <laughs> a bit of a segue. Um, it's okay. Danny because... likes to watch grown men uh, oiled up wrestle <laughs> as well. So, you're in good company. Be... Yeah, it's only because... Um, Obviously, Tony Khan, who runs AEW, who also his father owns Fulham Football Club over in England. Um, and he also owns a, he, uh, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna um, blaspheme for you. He also owns a football club in America. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jacksonville Jags, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jaguars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the only reason I know of White Claw is because all the internet dirt sheets as the wrestling community calls them uh, sort of dig into him about his love for White Claw but yeah I don't I've never had one I'm not sure if we have them over here I presume we would but uh, yeah again it's not something I've I've looked at and gone alright let's try that yeah I just get curious as how like um, the microbrew scene changes and it's different in different countries so that's kind of why I why I ask because sometimes like like the sour craze isn't necessarily maybe something that's going across the whole world. It maybe it's different across different parts. So because I know we were talking to, and this was um, over a year ago, um, Danny's cousin. 
Jody's cousin. Jody's, Jody's cousin. cousin. Yeah. He um so he works at a brewery in Arkansas, which is in the middle of fucking nowhere, and they they sell a lot of seltzer as well. So it's just kind yeah. of like even in the middle of nowhere, like the seltzer's selling out. <laughs> so Yeah, the deep the heart of redneck America. <laughs> the, where the college's mascot is a pig. Yes. Oh. <laughs> so uh, you just I'm gonna I'm gonna sidetrack a little bit, Sean, for your uh Mashir uh, amusement. Uh do you so do you just watch AEW or do you watch other uh wrestling? I mean I don't really watch AEW. Um I've sort of fell out of it. Like um uh, fell out of love with it the, the past few years. Um so I'll go back to so obviously I grew up watching uh the Attitude Era uh, the Rock Austin, uh, Undertaker Kane, insert every other high name there. Um, grew up watching that stuff when I was a kid. Then it hit around 2002, um, and basically I stopped watching. It was uh, I used to go around my cousins every week and watch it there, and then we sort of stopped hanging out with those cousins for some reason. I can't remember why. Uh, so sort of stopped watching it, and then in 2005. Might have been 2006, I got into TNA Wrestling, uh, now known as, obviously, Impact. Um, they, they just got Sting, they got Christian Cage, they um, they eventually got Kurt Angle, and they had Samoa Joe, and he started in AJ Styles. All these, like, really great wrestlers, and they were just killing it. And then it got to about 2011 when Hogan took o- like came in and took over. Oh yeah. And started having a bit of creative direction and that 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 ship sunk. Um so then from that point I've been pretty much sort of been watching only WWE's main pay per views, so SummerSlam, Survivor Series, um, Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. Um from about twenty eleven. But then it's been the past couple of years, it's just nothing's really appealed and then AEW started and I watched the first live show of that, and it had like a really good feel to it. And they've not really done anything to sort of keep me hooked at this stage. Like the only wrestling thing I I keep on with regularly is uh, Jim Cornette's podcast. Okay. Which is which is insane. Like, and there's obviously there's a lot of people who feel the same. Like one of the well, the lad I work with, um, like I've known him since school. He's a massive wrestling fan, and again, the only thing he keeps up with is Jim Cornette's podcast. Is he sort of moaning about the the modern product because it's just a bit naff? Right. Well, like Vince McMahon just got rid of pretty much almost everybody off NXT because he's compl- you know he's complaining about the modern product, talking about yeah. he doesn't want you know midgets on his in his shows. But but that's the thing, like he he's got rid of most of NXT, but NXT was his best product. Of the past five six years, right. In, in my in my opinion, anyway, it's been in, the most exciting product. A lot of people's opinion, yes. It's it's been the most exciting, and every time they have someone who really hits a home run in in NXT, they take him to the the so called main roster, and then bury the person. Like it's happened time and time again, and it's not going to change. And now he's just sacked all of NXT pretty much. So. Yeah, he's always Vince has always had the problem where he he um 
he's only like truly loyal to the people that he feels that he discovered like home, his as he you know for lack of a better term homegrown talent like cena yeah you know yeah and he, he likes he likes bigger guys um, anyway yes he's always he's always had a bit of a hard on for uh for bigger guys the steroid era which is you know is what it is it's up to him yeah like for me like pretty much similar i started watching wrestling a little before you um but like the junkyard dog and rowdy roddy piper and uh yeah yeah that era but um like i stopped watching it i worked nights wasn't home and then um kind of had friends that got into it so i got into it a little bit and then um i found out that there was a promotion out here run by the now um embarrassed or um joey ryan oh yes of um you know mr dick flip dick flip and also just being a general asshole backstage apparently yeah being a general dick yes his his dick the flip wasn't the only thing about the dick about him. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but like you know he he um he he had you know through working up through like Lucha Underground and um, a couple other wrestling stuff he, he had like made contact contact so he had this uh, promotion called Bar Wrestling and they'd go to mm-hmm. like a VFW. Yeah, I've heard uh, of Bar Wrestling. And. Um, and you were like right up close. Like I was right up against the ring. Um, the first time I went, um, the match it was um, Scorpio Sky, who's in AEW yep. now, was wrestling. Yep, yep. Um, and I can't remember his name, but he's NXT now. And I don't think he didn't get released. But they were like wrestling on the ground right in front of me, and Scorpio Sky pushed the guy back up in, against me and basically used me like the the rope and was giving him the Ric Flair uh, chest slops. <laughs> <laughs> And so, you know, like, pretty much everybody that wrestled there is either in NXT or AEW now. Like, um, Peter Avalon, um, Brian Cage. um, Yeah, so it's like, uh, that kind of got me into it. And then it's like, I realized that I don't have, you know, three to nine hours a week to watch wrestling. Or 12 now with NXT going to, you know, multiple hours. that, That hasn't helped. That really hasn't helped either. Like, with when NXT was one hour... That was perfect. There was there was just enough time to to sort of shine the light on the the right people, and you know develop that connection. But it wasn't too long that you got bored, which is one of my main problems with like the Raw and SmackDown. Now it's just too long. I don't want to sit down and invest three hours every week. And right. Although that being said, I am because I keep up to date with the highlights, so I'll watch. Um, like what's happening on YouTube, um, so I am I am like really into what Roman Reigns is doing right now. I'm I'm quite glad they've they've obviously turned him, um, and he's going down that avenue. Yeah, they, they, did you see the the recent promo that him and Cena did that kind of pushed yes. the towards yes. the attitude yes. era and like yeah. the first reports that came out said that people were backstage were pissed about it, and then the, a couple of days later I read that Vince was happy with it and loved it. So I yeah, don't the, know. They probably were pissed initially because of the whole PG thing they were doing until they saw the rave reports, you know, just just Roman saying, you know, the whole missionary position might have been great for you, but it wasn't for Nikki Bella. That line. Yes. It, it, it builds excitement. Like. And I think once once they got past the initial, you know, oh, we should be, you know, promoting to kids and all that shit. And they're the ones who buy the, the toys. And actually saw what the fans thought, and the ones who were giving them the ratings. You know, I mean, I don't know what the ratings are, so I'm, I'm 
just purely speculating at this point. But yeah, I I'd imagine it would be something like that. Yeah, I, to me, I felt like they were worried that Fox was going to, like, reprimand them or something, or find them or something for, you know. But, and then when they get in, get in trouble from Fox, they're like, all right, good. That was that was good. Do more of that. I mean, it's exactly that. Look, I think if, <laughs> as, long, as long as they get the ratings and they're getting approvals from the people watching, like, I don't think Fox would really give a shit. Unless they, you know, do something completely bizarre. Well, they weren't happy with, the, like, Domino's wasn't happy with, um, AEW, where they had a match with um, yep. Chris Jericho and uh, Nick Cage, where like he cut um, Jericho's head with a pizza slicer, and then the very then they immediately cut to a commercial break with Domino's yeah. pizza commercial. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that makes sense. That that's like you look at it and you think like that's that's like it's blatantly obvious why they're not happy. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of want pizza now. <laughs> The red oh, sauce, yes. Don't, because like, I could eat pizza every day, and I'd be <laughs> ten foot wide. <laughs> but you'd be happy. I would. Until <laughs> you, you tried to breathe. <laughs> you'd have a happy soul. That, that's true, that's true. <laughs> Pizza's definitely my, uh, my kryptonite. So, Stephen, why did you get into streaming instead of um, underwater basket weaving or curling, you know? <laughs> I mean, um, I skipped the underwater basket weaving because I can't swim. Um, but, yes, yeah, so streaming, um, it's actually, like, so it goes back a few years, really. Um, not necessarily the streaming, but the start of everything kind of does. Um, so I started streaming, obviously, I've got... So I've got I've got issues with my head where I overthink things and it can quickly spiral, um, which goes back to when I was working at ASDA, um, aka like well, used to be your Walmart, but I think Walmart have sold it now. Um, I was working at ASDA and like I was working nights and it was it was a pretty horrific schedule I was doing. Um, I won't go into like full details, but my, my mental health sort of spiraled and spiraled and spiraled. And then I ended up um, sort of being signed off from work and being told, no, you have to not work. Um, eventually, it started off as two weeks, eventually went up to three months uh, where it ended up on uh, antidepressants and all the fun stuff. Uh, basically got diagnosed with severe depression um, and I mean, this is like five, six years ago. Um, and sort of from then, I've, I've been trying to... Obviously, initially, I was taking the antidepressants and, you know, trying to do it the in inverted the, the right way. Um, but I, I quickly found, like, that the, the more I took the antidepressants, the, the worse I felt. And no matter what I was saying to my doctor, nothing was changing his stance on what I should be doing um, so I kind of I just stopped stopped going back to him and just stopped like cold turkey on the antidepressants which made me really bad initially like uh, I'm not ashamed to admit got a little bit suicidal never like never to the point of where I'd actually seriously consider it like I never actually went out my way to do anything mm-hmm. uh, but it was the point of where my head was like I was walking to my other job, which is the job I'm still at. I work at a college. Um, I was walking to that job 
looking at the buildings in the city centre going, oh, that'd be a nice place to go, kind of thing. Um, which is pretty, pretty like dark and you know, it's it's a bit, it's a bit shit to think about it, but you know, sort of grow from it. Um, but yeah, so that I've, from that point, I've been trying to sort of figure out my life and um, how I can best manage my head and sort of what triggers um, me sort of spiraling and what things I can do to stop myself from spiraling and all all that stuff really and. Uh, obviously I, I sort of got to a point where I was okay I wasn't necessarily good but I was okay um, and then obviously coronavirus hit last March we went into lockdown towards the end of last March as in 2020 um, and we went into lockdown I was uh, furloughed from work so I wasn't doing anything we couldn't go out or do anything outside really Um and yeah, I just spent most of my days either playing with uh, music or playing games like Destiny and all of that. And at the time, I sort of because I already had I already had a, an El- Elgato capture card at this point. Like I, I toyed around with the idea before, um, and I kind of wish I'd started back in last March, but I didn't. I, I went into and did the you know the typical let's go bake some bread, let's start <laughs> making start making pizza and all that fun stuff uh which that that helped massively but anyway so yeah. I, 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 d- I did make a pizza at home too last last yeah. summer yeah. so i mean i totally get where you're at <laughs> I, I, I made loads and they were all bad um, but I made, I made some good pasta dishes like and one thing i'm proud of is my pasta dishes um actually i've got a friend who's italian and he's praised me on the pasta dishes so oh. that's, i consider that high uh, high praise Um, but yeah so I kind of wish I'd started back in March but I didn't I did the the sort of cliche things that everyone else did you know started working in my garden planting a few seeds and shit I feel like you're shaming me right now (laughs) (laughs) I mean everyone 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 did the same stuff that's true everyone everyone did it apart from you know the few streamers that started streaming like there's a few that I watch now who started at that time last year um uh, but yeah, so we had our lockdown one. After about three months, I ended up being called back into work. Um, in work for, I think it was from July 2020 until December. We had sort of like a mini month lockdown in November, but I was still required at work um, because education wasn't affected by that. Um, but then as soon as January hit, uh, we went into a third national lockdown. Um, if you include the mini one as a second national lockdown, that is. Um, we went into our third lockdown and I was put on furlough again. And I was sort of like, well, it's January. I don't like, really want to be doing gardening. It's fucking freezing. Really no can't what? be asked for cooking. You can't be asked for cooking. I mean, yeah, there's no, no like bugs or anything out, but I don't really want to be doing it. It's fucking cold. Um, I've got my streaming stuff, you know, why, why not? Let's do it. Let's figure it out. So I, I just started, you know, sort of with the, with the thing of this is going to keep my mind occupied. It's going to give me something that I can do. Even when I'm not streaming, I can be working on it. So I downloaded Photoshop and paid for that. Um, I started like jumping into other people's, uh, streams and started talking with people in different communities and, 
just getting involved and sort of like this is going to keep my head occupied this is something i enjoy this is what i was doing last as in the the march 2020 lockdown except i wasn't streaming so why not stream if it goes well i could potentially make a bit of money not that that's the goal the goal is more to give me something to do with my head um and that's really it like everything i've achieved so far like never expected to hit affiliate which when i look back it isn't actually that mental of a of an, of an achievement if you put your mind to it um but yeah like i never thought i'd do that i'm making not a lot of money obviously it's like pennies um but i'm making a little bit of money um and i'm just sitting here playing a game that's it i've learned how to use photoshop albeit to like a, a basic level um i've learned how to do use some video editing software uh, using davinci resolve because it's free and yeah it's I'm, I'm sitting here playing a game <laughs> like that's it <laughs> and it's 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 mental like and having people jump in and uh you know chat while i'm playing and like sort of when i cheat so like uh obviously you two both know obviously we all play destiny when uh when i got the shattered throne flawless run the other day the reactions in in the chat on on the stream were just it's 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 sort of mind-blowing and I'm, i'm i'm massively grateful and appreciative of everyone who jumps in and says hello and and so it shows a bit of support and it's it's mental yeah no i know um typically like i'll throw i'll throw it on um on my way into work and just kind of let the audio play through the car um and listen to to what you what you're playing and see what's going on do you have to get yourself like mentally ready for like a stream and get yourself hyped up and like how do you feel like your personality outside of the stream it, do you feel like it you're the same person when you're streaming uh, so i'm i'm quite a quiet person um especially in sort of social environments um but because so like if if this was if i was sat there playing a game in a room and there's 10 people sat there watching me like literally sat there in the same room with me i i really I'd, i'd probably be quiet and i'd be sat there like please fuck off like leave me alone um but i think because this is just me in my room and although i know obviously i know the some i know a lot of the people who come in and say hello at this stage i know a lot of them um because they're just names on the screen at this point even though i know know who they are that sort of doesn't trigger in my head um so it's okay and when when there's people who come in that i don't know it's they're just a name on the screen at this point although it's a name on the screen that i massively appreciate has come in i don't see it as the same scenario as me being in a very sort of uh sociable sort of you know in the middle of a, a group of people kind of thing um so in terms of mental preparation not really um i mean there's a couple of times where i've had to where i've come back from work and i've been tired and i've sort of been like no come on you're tired now but when you get into it you'll be fine um but not not really no i've sort of just i sort of when it gets to around seven o'clock here um which is 
fucking time zones 2 p.m. Eastern, I think. Something like that. I believe, yeah, I, I believe it's a five-hour difference. Um, when it gets to that time, it's sort of like, okay, stream on. I'll let the, the starting screen run for anywhere between two to five to ten minutes while I'm, you know, grabbing a drink and making sure I've got all my, my stuff organised in the background, and then it's just go time. How are we doing? Let's go, kind of thing. I'm I'm pretty sure that will change if uh, if I ever get more than <laughs> like the the viewers I've got now. If my mm-hmm. view account suddenly shut up, then mm-hmm. I'd, I'd I'd imagine I'd have to mentally sort of sit down and go, okay, figure out what you're gonna do. <laughs> but at this at, at this sta- at this stage, I'm okay. Yeah, I I definitely feel like when I do the monthly streams, like I know. I know it's a clan event, so I don't get too worried about it, and I know people are there and to have a good time. Where sometimes where I feel like I've like I was playing Mass Effect, and I'm trying to focus and enjoy playing the game, and I forget like I'm streaming, so like yeah. I'm not I'm not even thinking about talking or anything. It's just I want to play Mass Effect and enjoy it. I'm gonna be you know a dick space cowboy. I don't give a fuck about anybody, and I'm going to choose some nasty dialogues and stuff because that's the persona of the playthrough. And then it's just like, I was like, how how do I how do I stream that? Like, it's not even like I wouldn't even be I couldn't even watch that. But then, like, when you watch <laughs> Destiny, and it's so it feels like it's so much more interactive. Like, and I feel like, you know. Fortnite and and uh, the other one that's like a copy Apex Legends yeah. is like those games are just feel so much more interactive than you know a single player story. I mean, you, you say that, but there's a lot of people that play the single player stuff, and it's it's obviously the way they shape their. I mean, I I, I said I don't really want to use the term product, but at the end of the day, it is kind of a product. It's the way they shape their product of we're we're playing this game. Here's the rules that we're going to abide by for this game, and let's get the community involved with doing this. And then it, it ends up with obviously the chat talking about the choices that are made as that sort of uh, the sort of persona you're trying to put off for that character for that game kind of thing. If that makes any sense, or I might just be talking shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, like, for me, if if I was doing Mass Effect, and obviously you were saying you wanted to do all the sort of the dick um, responses and all that stuff, I'd probably have... I mean, obviously, you need you need to have a following there to be able to do it. Like, you need to have a group of people there who are, who are going to be in so you could talk about this too. Obviously, you're going to be... Otherwise, you'll end up talking to obviously no one or a few people. Or, um, But I'd probably go in and say, okay, we're going to play this. Here's what we're gonna do. I'm only gonna do it this way. Let's have fun doing it. Let's see what happens. And then just talk. At the same time, like you said, you you went in and wanting to enjoy playing it. So whilst you can enjoy playing it while you're streaming, it's it's hard. It's hard. I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I'm I'm just waffling at this point. <laughs> yeah. I was like, just, um, yeah. Go ahead, Danny. I was just saying. Um, you know, I know a few people that Twitch, and, like, their, um, their kind of advice was, um, a couple pieces of advice was, uh, one was, um, 
you know, you don't have to be good at the game, but if you're not, you better have, you know, a charming personality or some mm-hmm. sort of entertainment. Mm-hmm. And the other is uh, be consistent. Yeah, be consistent's the main one. Yeah. I mean, the, the only reason I disagree a little bit with the, the good at the game comment, um, although, yeah, I agree with the personality side of it because, you know, this sort of falls into that, is if you're really bad at the game, people will watch you if you react in a good way to that. So if you're someone who always gets killed playing Call of Duty and you react quite hysterically at that, people will watch you play because you're bad, because you react badly to it. It's kind of... The the way people are, it's kind of fucked up, but... Yeah. The the train wreck, you can't look away yeah, from it. Yeah, 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 people people watch. People love that, they lap it up. True. But yeah, the, 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 main, the main bit of... I mean, I, I can't... I'm, I'm giving out advice, even though I'm not... I can't really say I've, I've achieved anything massive, but... The main bit of advice is, yeah, be be consistent. Like, have have a schedule. Like, one of the first bits of advice I was ever given was make a schedule and stick to it as best you can. Obviously, there's going to be days where you can't stream. So, Tuesday, I had the day off because, like, literally, I literally that day came down with this cold and I was literally in my bed. Like, couldn't move. Um, ended up streaming the boys all day. Which I hadn't done. It's a great, great series if you haven't watched it. Um, but yeah, just try and stick to it, and you know, I, I try and stick to Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday as best as I can. If I can't, I'll make sure I tweet about it. Um, I set up a community Discord, um, so anyone who comes to my stream can join the community Discord. Post just at the moment, it's pretty pretty quiet because it only only just got set up. Um, but it's where I want people to know. People who come in can post anything about Destiny or any games they play, their pets, food, just stuff like that. Have a chill in between streams. And yeah, just have a have a laugh. It's sort of a way to build that community up. And if I'm not streaming, I'll, I'll make sure I post in there as well on Twitter to say, here's why I'm not streaming. You can catch me at this time instead, kind of thing. Um, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I think I've read a few articles, and um, I feel like that's the the toughest part um, for that was like the biggest hurdle for me to get through is consistent streaming. Yeah. The problem yeah. is, and with what I do in my career, things go wrong, and I'm the I'm the, I'm the one in charge to take care yeah. of it. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like, and after working to your point, like you get home. After a long day, it's like you, and then it starts to go. You start to hit the line of, you know, this is work, not just something fun. <laughs> you're you're yeah. gonna have days. You're gonna have days like that. As much as you, the highs are highs, but you know, to say that there isn't a low point, you know, is totally incorrect. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm I sound kind of lucky. Um, I'm lucky in the sense of. The job that I've got, although I'm, I'm not officially the senior part of the team, the senior member of the team. I'm unofficially the senior member of the team. So when things go wrong, I'm, I'm always the one that gets the phone call. Um, at least for what my job covers, which is fixing equipment and all that fun stuff. Um, but I'm single. I've got no kids. I still obviously still live with my, my dad. Um, 
my job, my, my shift time is fixed. And outside of my shift time, I'm really, really, really strict with who I'll talk to from work. Um, and that sort of enabled me to be able to be consistent. Um, in terms of like falling out of love with it, um, I've had the same thing with music. So I studied music uh, when I was at college and uni. Um, I, I sort of work as a freelance recording and mixing engineer on the side. Um, but that very much feels like work at times, especially when the music isn't the sort of music that you want to be working on. Um, but back, but with streaming, the sort of the hardest, hardest bit for me was sort of motivating myself to carry on when there was no one watching or where there was one person watching. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so much easier when you've got like even just five or six people talking it's, it just makes it a million times easier the the, the chat bounces the, the the stream flows the time goes quickly like I'll, I'll happily happily fall into a six seven hour stream and i've done it a few times before if there's like five or six seven people talking if there's no one talking i'll like call it an hour and a half like two hours tops just because it, it's a bit soul destroying but you also have to understand that at the start if you want to do it that's what you're going to be doing until you build that sort of the the, the few people that will come back regularly mm-hmm. no i mean it makes a lot of sense and that's some good advice i think when we talk about consistency and what to expect i mean those are some pretty good advice tips for somebody new is there anything else that you would say that you've learned or that you would you would give to a new streamer outside of consistency and kind of what to expect in the beginning? Um, with Twitch, definitely raid at the end of every stream. Um, so um, I'll just give a quick rundown of what raiding is. At the end of your stream, you can choose to um, send your uh, your viewers and anyone who's in your chat over to another streamer. Um, and I'd say like I only started doing it about a month and a bit ago or maybe I haven't been doing it too long um, but I wish I'd been doing it from day one um, because then you build the connections and you get people from that person's community come and view you just because you raided them um, so I've, I've actually started talking to a few of the UK guys um uh, Scott the Dude, uh, I Downbeat, uh, they've got their mods, which are Cybrus Punk and Saber Wolf and uh, Grandad Gaming, those those group of people. Um, and I found them actually through uh, there's a, a UK guy called Chaps. Um, and when I started, I I don't even know what made me sort of start watching him. I sort of just browsing through the the list on on Discord um, on Discord on Twitch. I was like, oh, yeah, let's, let's go with that dude. That dude looks cool. Went on that dude, started watching him. Um, and then from him, I found Scott the Dude and Grandad. And then from them, found Downbeat and insert the rest of them. Um, and I then recently, obviously, I say recently, it's about a month ago, started raiding those guys. And then from that, I've had people from their community come and view me. I've had Downbeats raided me back. Mm-hmm. And like that's how you sort of build your community because then you have 
you you have a group of five you go and view another streamer with a group of five at a later date that streamer will eventually raid you back because you, you've done it for done it to them so their group of five maybe six will look at you and you might get one from that community go ah oh, okay i'll follow this dude and i'll stick around so then your group of five becomes a group of six and then you go and raid someone with a group of 12 watching them and then you might get one from that group so then you go up another viewer and mm-hmm. it's it's just about and obviously then at the same time you you sort of get talking to the streamer themselves like i've played a few games with with those guys um so like yeah it, it's it's 100 percent and i've told this to like obviously we're in the clan together i've told it to anyone who's asked me about streaming if you want to do it raid from day one even if you've got two people watching go and find someone who's got five people watching and raid them raid them as soon as you raid them get your viewers to say hello in the chat and you say hello in the chat have a bit of back and forth don't just raid them and disappear go in say hello have a bit of a conversation if you have to disappear then just say oh sorry i can't stay um and then make sure you go to twitter and do the today we did this on stream if anyone's raided you this person raided me thank you very much and at the end we raided this person and just make sure that your twitter isn't just stream starting i did this stream starting i did this make sure it's you know general stuff as well um mm-hmm. it just it's just about building connections it's it's all just like an elaborate way of networking really mm-hmm. um but yeah just 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 keep doing that keep building connections keep networking and you know i've, I've met some really good guys like really really good guys yeah i think i uh i think i started watching i i've watched a couple um random streams with um scott the dude just because mm-hmm. i think uh it popped i because we we raided him that one time um on one day and like i jump in there ever so often if i if i have time but it just because i know you know i know what to expect when i go see this streamer now and it's yeah. not like yeah. it's weird when i go it's not like clicking on a random person with you know thirteen thousand views because i feel like that's like off-putting i mean i'm sure that's the ultimate goal right to to maybe have something like that to where you know you don't have to work but man it just seems like less intimate to where i think more people want to have would rather be in a a smaller chat room with you know Mm -hmm. to your point seven to ten people having a conversation mm-hmm. yeah like obviously like i mean i never started this with the goal of like although making money's great and like i'm 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 happy with the fact although it's only a tiny tiny amount of money um like from twitch uh you get paid out once you hit a hundred dollars um i think it's a hundred dollars in the calendar month so i've only been paid out once it's been converted i think it was about 75 pounds in the three three and a half months I've been doing it, um, but you sort of build up a, a sort of a backlog of, of money, um, and then once you hit that point, you'll get it paid out. Um, so although I've only made a small amount of money, like obviously seventy five over three and a half months is like nothing, really. Mm-hmm. Like if you could get to the point where I'm making enough to be able to reduce my hours at work, that's amazing. Well, it's it's not necessarily a goal, 
because like while I'm happy with the money, the goal was always to keep my mind busy. And if I can help at least one person, like my, my cousins came into the ch- into chat before, like she struggles a little bit as well. Um, and she's actually spoke about uh, in, in the chat, like, oh, I'm having a really bad day. And like, if I can help one person like that, then I'm happy. That's it. That's why I'm doing it. Like anything on top of that is just sort of bonus to me. Like if I make money from it, that's just bonus. Like that's not my not my goal, not my intention. That's just sort of the cherry on top of the of the whipped cream on top of the cake kind of thing. Like that that's that's just it. Right. It'd be at least nice to make uh, enough money to cover whatever expenses or fees that you have to keep your stream running, so that you're not. Oh, done. oh yeah. You're not yeah, done yeah, like yeah. us. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, like hundred percent. But again, at this stage, I'm I'm quite blessed that I live at home, like in my childhood home with, with my dad. So my rent's um, minimal. Um, I don't really have a massive amount of overheads. Um, not that I'm sort of drenched in cash, because I'm not, because I've made some very bad investment choices. Not necessarily like investments in terms of stock, just in terms of buying things and not having the money there to pay for it. So, you know, finance and finance and loans and credit cards and, you know, the usual. Um, but I am I am fully, fully blessed in the fact that I'm at home and my overheads are quite low. So I can afford to do this without worrying about that. I mean, no, no, you're, the amount of guys hitting on you is increased by like 500 percent, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Millions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that all stemmed from Nick making a comment about my legs. <laughs> I mean, there is the joke now that Nick does a good massage on legs, so I mean, he yeah, may that, have cursed that's, himself that's, on it. Yeah, that's the running gag now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's quite funny because obviously I've I've known Nick for a few years now because we work together. Like and like yeah, I just wouldn't have thought there'd be a, a joke about him giving leg massages to blokes. <laughs> after, after anybody... your drug in the other stream, you definitely need one. Yeah, that is true. I yeah, I I still got to put together. I got to finish the wrapping touches like for the charity stream this month. But yeah, I'm not I'm not looking forward to November. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring some pain come November. So. I can't wait. I will make sure I save some money. Yeah, See, that, that's that's the true goal of why I want to get paid from Twitch, so I can send you on jokes. <laughs> <laughs> just just make, make his life miserable. Literally. <laughs> Literally. I'm pretty sure your jogging um, sort of goal was stemmed from my walking one, didn't it? Yes, I think it was like a one-upper. Yeah, because like, so that actually stemmed again, going back to Nick, um, and I think it was the comment about my legs where that actually stemmed from as well. Because um, I was moaning, saying I, I think I'd, I'd played football the night before, um, or soccer, as obviously as you know it over there. Um, uh, and I was moaning that my legs were aching, um, and he, he made a comment about, oh, you need to get up and stretch, and you know, or rub them down, or so I can't fucking remember. 
Um, so I was like, okay, let's let's add this as a a, a, a channel points redemption thing. <laughs> like if if someone hit like me thinking, oh, fifty thousand's really high. No one's going to hit that in ages. If someone hits fifty thousand channel points, I'll go for a walk around the block, thinking, oh, this isn't going to happen. No one's going to stick around that long. Like, and then Snowman did. <laughs> did you Snowman. did you stream the walk? See, no, I, I was I wanted I wish I had more time. I wanted to figure out a way that I could stream the walk without ending the stream. Uh, so obviously, when you when you streamed your runs, you had to end you had to end your stream and then stream from your phone. Yes. I wanted to find a way where I could keep all of my stuff running and have a screen with me walking. Um, but I've still not cracked that one. I'm not sure if it can be done. I there should yeah, be able to get it done though. Yeah, it would be it would be super nice to have the stream just move from um, computer thing to another yeah. without it yeah. doing that. Because I thought it was a huge pain in the ass trying to end it. Because I think it felt like I always had issues trying to, like, switch it back and forth. Like, it wasn't, yeah. like, a clean process either. Yeah, yeah. See, that, yeah, that's, that's the thing I want to try and avoid. Um, so, like, for temporarily, I've taken that uh, point... Um, redemption thing off so it's not there anymore at the moment um, only because I want to try and figure that out if I can get to the point where I can figure that out I'll happily bring it back on and and then it's fair game I'll be sent on walks all the fucking time <laughs> uh, but the, the one thing I did do instead was um, I took pictures and I was uh, on my phone I, I went onto my stream and I was in the chat so I was like talking to chat um, okay. saying like oh, I'm, I'm here at this point I'm taking pictures. This it's going to be uploaded to Twitter. I mean, I was sending snowman messages throughout on Discord saying, "Oh, look at this shit. There's a fucking, there's a battered <laughs> old mattress here. Look at this." <laughs> uh, um, too you know, funny. Earlier, you kind of mentioned, you know, like, uh, it, I was I was going to ask you this, but you you reminded me when you were talking about investments. What's what's one thing that you uh, you bought? your stream or you know did for your stream that you did need to do and what's something that you kind of waited to do and you realized you probably should have done it wait something that i did and i didn't need to do like did you did you buy it like you're like oh like well i'll give you an example my nephew wants to be a twitch streamer yeah and he went out and bought according to you know his mom a five thousand dollar computer right away and you know a bunch of like different fancy lights and cameras and stuff and you know from day zero versus you know maybe waiting until starting yeah. a little bit smaller and waiting till they got a following or at least see if you could have the commitment to do it full time yeah uh so i obviously i bought my capture card like ages ago i bought it like two years before i'd started streaming because it was always something i'd looked at and thought you know that could that could be fun but i'd never done it um but with obviously PlayStation Four and Five, I think Five as well. You'd, you'd have to correct me on this guy because I haven't really played mine too much. Um, you can stream from them without any other like. You, you, there's Twitch built in. You just stream from it. Like, so like you don't necessarily need the computer. You don't need a capture card. You don't need a mic. No. You don't need any of that stuff. If you've got a console with Twitch on it, you can stream from it. Just Correct. Like if you've got a PC, if you've got a PC, 
um, that you that you game on in, instead of a console, you can stream from it. All you need is OBS on the PC. Um, so, for anyone who's wanting to start out, you've got a console or you've got a PC. Just start. You don't you don't need anything. You've you've already got it. Yeah, and I basically what I do, and if I was. I, and I could do this, and I don't know why I don't. I just don't. But um, you could actually buy for PS5 and, obviously, for PS4. I'm assuming Xbox is the same way. You could buy a camera, so that way yep. you have the same picture as well. I just don't yep. do that. And what I do is I have my laptop open on my Twitch page. So, because um, sometimes, like, I'm so PS4, you could have the Twitch stream up. And it would yep. run like the text, but I would notice that sometimes it would not update regularly. And then mm-hmm. on the PS5, it does not. It just, it gives you like, it'll pop up like the unmessage for five seconds and then it goes away. So there is no channel to just read. So I've always found it the easiest way to do it off the console is to have your laptop set up on your stream so you could read the messages um yeah if you if like if you see it and you can't read it because it's so long you could take a look at your laptop but then you could also it's easier to respond quickly if you don't want to respond through the headset you could type it in as well yeah yeah i mean for 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 that method um are you watching your stream or are you going to the um in in within twitch there's a sort of a stream uh, I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head. It's sort of like a stream monitoring page where you have access to um, different things. Like you've got access to, uh, the, you've, got, you've got the ability to clip certain segments straight away. You've got moderation. You've got uh, everything in there. Um, and if you give me two seconds, I can find it. Yeah, I usually uh, do the one, the one that one you're talking about. And I what I do is I put my computer on mute so that way there's no echo effects going on oh yes yes if you go to the creator dashboard and go to stream manager mm-hmm. that one yeah, yeah yeah that's that's the one that's the one to go to yeah 100 percent um it just gives you everything there ready to go mm-hmm. um but yeah like in, in terms of getting started all you all you need is just your console or just your computer computer obviously take into consideration if you've got just the computer you're going to need to get obs in order to stream um but all you need is the console or the computer um if you want more interaction then definitely a mic um you don't need uh a camera there's plenty of streamers who don't have a camera there's a guy uh who i watch occasionally called butters not the one from south park um he doesn't have a camera no no no, not captain chaos (laughs) But uh, he's he he doesn't have a camera. He just has his mic, and he's he's got like a few hundred viewers every stream. So you don't need a camera. You don't need all the the flat. Like he doesn't have all the overlays and stuff. It's pretty much just his game. He's got a, a, an emote in the corner, um, and that's about it. And he's got three hundred and something views. The last time I watched him, live viewers at the point like. You don't need all the gizmos to, to get to get going, but the one thing I bought which helped me immensely was my PC. 
um, I was running my play. So I was streaming initially from a PlayStation 4 into a MacBook Pro, um, but it's a 2013 MacBook Pro, and that's like that was dying. Literally Dude, that's, dying. That's, that's a that's modern technology compared to the no. computer I'm using right now. I have a 2009 or uh, iMac. <laughs> <laughs> We've got them at work. Like the the old the old iMacs with the black back on them. Yeah. Whenever I uh, go to type in, like when I log into a, a thing and I try to type in my password, I get like start typing my password and a little pinwheel of doom pops up. Mm-hmm. Like you can't even handle me yeah. typing a password and that's too much. Uh, yeah. I, I don't, yeah. <laughs> but uh yes I, I i was using the the macbook pro and it was dying to death i think it was a combination of um because it gets really hot and i didn't really have a, a sufficient cooling system for it like macbook pros never really have sufficient cooling anyway um it was getting really hot so like the the board was taking a bit of damage over time my capture card was sort of failing as well because that was getting hot and it's only a little sort of plug-in usb thing um so i ended up stumping up i think i paid 1.2 grand for this pc i think it was and it's it's just made life so much easier and now i literally i say not all the time but the majority of the streams i do now i'm playing on that pc i'm not playing on my playstation like i bought a playstation 5 and i kind of regret buying it because it was 500 550 pounds i think i paid for it um, with added extras, and I barely play it because I'm always on the PC. But the PC was definitely the one that sort of made everything easier. I just I just wanted to be known. I figured out a life hack for PlayStation users to use Discord because the master race couldn't figure out how to use party chat for PlayStation. But, you know, it's cool. And my be- and the best thing yet is you buy you like I told you you buy the two, the thousand dollar computer to buy a bunch of games for eighty percent off to just say that you don't have enough time to play all these games and be I part mean, of you, the, the master you, race cult. <laughs> you, you say that I've currently got. Uh, let me count them: two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Um, of which one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-two of them I've bought in the past week. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, to be fair, <laughs> um, the the place the PlayStation crowd isn't exempt from that either because playstation also has their summer sales and i bought mm-hmm. like i just bought like six games because they were all yeah. like 80 percent off i i agree with that because i've got a mountain of games on my playstation i've got like 100 and or maybe 200 and some games on there that i haven't touched yeah i bought one game it's a sequel to a game i've never heard of but it got good <laughs> reviews and it was 85 percent off <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh jeez, I feel like I'm the only one that finishes a fucking game around here that I buy <laughs> for the most part. Well, There's one... Like on the PlayStation, if you look at the trophies, you'll be surprised at how few p- people finish games. It's like, yeah. like the um, 
the finishing the tutorial has like a hundred percent, and then it's like finish chapter chapter one, and it's like seventy percent. Finish chapter two, or sixty percent. Finish chapter three, forty percent. Finish the game, one percent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh... <laughs> True. I mean, there's 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 one game I've got on my desktop here. So there's there's a series that I play, uh, Football Manager. Obviously, oh, yes. uh, managing you know different teams. Um, basically, they had the the old version of that was called Championship Manager. They had the 2007 2008 um, game on there for like one pound fifty. I was like, duh, I'm buying that. I'm probably never going to play it. But, yeah, to, to your point about buying games and not playing them. I've got Championship Manager 2008 sat there, and I'm probably never going to touch it. <laughs> and I bought it, I brought it knowing I'm probably never going to touch it. That's too funny. The, 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 good thing, the good thing about that game, though, it, it, my team, so I support uh, Manchester United, um, everyone's going to hate on me for that. Um, everyone already does hate on me for that. Blame my mom. Um, <laughs> that's when we had probably our best team in modern history. So that's why I bought that game to relive <laughs> the glory days. <laughs> yes, I was going to say you, you just want that nostalgia bubble on your lap on your uh, screen when you look at I your want, computer. I want to be able to fire it up once and see Cristiano Ronaldo's name on the Manchester United team sheet. Like that, that'll <laughs> just make me happy. Like, oh, cheers, mate. Thank you. <laughs> That's too funny. <laughs> uh, I used to play the old Madden games, and I would just what I would do is um, I would just deal with off-season stuff, trades, mm-hmm. drafting, and stuff, and then I would simulate the season to see how well I, I could build the team. Fair enough. Yeah, they came out with a, a, a American football version of manager and i bought it because i did the same thing I w- i'm like i just want to do the trades and the draft and all that stuff and it was just kind of it didn't it didn't work right and then i it, they came out with more versions of it but i'm like yeah the first one sucks so hard i'm not going to try it again oh so, you know <laughs> football manager i can put time into that game mm-hmm. like i can put my life into that game so uh <laughs> what do you think about the the whole uh lionel messi situation oh fuck um Okay, Barcelona's a shambles. I've read, I mean, I don't know how true it is, but I've read somewhere that Anton Griezmann, if you know who that player is, he's on 800 grand a week, which is fucking insanity. Um, I mean, fair play for him. Like, I'm not going to shit on the guy for making that much money, but fuck me. Why are they signing off on someone on 800 grand a week? Um... It's just beyond me. But then Messi was on about the same, so, you know. Um, But Barcelona basically fucked up. From what I understand, Barcelona fucked up because um, the the Spanish FA, um, they imposed a rule where your wage budget can't exceed 70% of your revenue, I believe. I could have that wrong, but that's my understanding of it. Um, Barcelona's wage budget in relation to their revenue was 115%. And they wonder why they're in debt. Um, (laughs) Messi alone leaving brought them down to 95%. 
they needed like the main players like Antoine Griezmann to take a significant wage cut in order to bring that percentage down. Um, from what I understand, the only player that offered to do so uh, was Gerard Piquet, who's a centre-back. Um, and by him reducing his wage, it's enabled them to, to register the players that they've just bought. Um, but in terms of Messi, I'm... Surprised he's left in the sense that I didn't think he'd leave, but not surprised he's left because of the whole La Liga situation, the uh, Spanish FA situation, sorry. Um, PSG were realistically the only club that could get away with signing him, seeing as outside of of, Manchester City, PSG are the only club that seemed to get away with shitting all over the financial fair play rules. So basically the financial fair play rules state that you can't overspend your revenue. Basically the same thing as what the Spanish FA have imposed, pretty much. Um, so if you want to spend $100 million, you need to have brought in $100 million over a period of time previous to that point. Um, again, if I'm understanding the rules correctly. Right. Um, but PSG and Manchester City um, have repeatedly got away with flaunting those rules PSG spent a hundred and something million on Mbappe they spent a hundred and something million on Neymar and they've just gave Messi a 25 million a year contract with a 25 million uh, euro signing on fee so 50 million spent on a, a person that they haven't had to pay a transfer fee for it's like insanity um, right like I'm a um, Major League Soccer LA Galaxy fan ah, yeah 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 and so, um, I've got, I I've got, podcast about, I've got a soft spot for LA Galaxy because of Beckham. Yes. <laughs> Beckham's a, a United, United player. Well, was a United player. And, um, just so many LA Galaxy fans, as soon as the Messi's news even just started breaking that it's like, wait, they're going to, they're going to release them. They're like, no, it's not, hasn't been confirmed. And it's like, no, no, like it's, it's pretty solid rumblings that he's not going to yeah. be on the team. Yeah. And they're like, well, it's already official. Make the press conference. Messi to the galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in five years. They pay, yeah, like, um, they pay like, some serious money overseas for soccer players. One of the guys I work with, he grew up in, um, he's from Jamaica and he grew up in England and he moved to the States like a, a while ago, but he's a older gentleman and he, we were talking, we, we talk soccer, uh, just cause it's interesting to hear some of the different things, um, about it. Um, but yeah, dude, they pay like some serious money, like to, to your point, like it, he's going to make another big deal over there before he comes to, comes to America to make pennies. Right. Like the one player that like the galaxy signed that they signed too early cause they had a shitty coach at the time. Now they have a better coach right now. Way better coach is, uh, Ibrahimovic Zlatan. Yeah. Again, I think he came straight from United. Once he wrapped up here, I think he went straight to you. Yes. And he's... I like him because he was cocky, but he could back it up. Like, yeah. That, that's uh, the main thing with Ibra. Like, he's, he's, a, he's a bit of a dick, but he can back it up. Yeah, because... So every, everyone loves him. The coach at the time was just like, just pass it to Zlatan and shut the fuck up. Like, that was his <laughs> And then they, he, they, Zlatan left, and he coached the next year, and he didn't have anyone to pass to, and he had no team, so... Mm-hmm. And no strategy. He, mm-hmm. he didn't do subs at all. Like, he subbed, like, one player or two players a game at the most. 
yeah, he was just an awful coach. But we, we got a bit, we got uh, the guy that led Toronto to uh, you know a bunch of playoffs, and either they won or they were in the finals for the championship. And Toronto's you know in every sport is traditionally uh, weak, whether it's baseball, uh, basketball, or soccer. Yeah. So See, I'm not I'm not quite sure how you're. I mean, I, I think is it the same as sort of the NFL where there's drafts with soccer over there? It's uh, weird. There's drafts, but the drafts don't matter as much as like other sports. Okay. Like very rarely do the draft players even make the team. Usually they're just stuck in developmental. Um, ah, right. So is it still sort of transfer? So if you wanna if you wanna get a player, you you. Yes. Oh, and then yeah. they made this yeah. rule, and it's kind of confusing, but it's the under twenty two rule where it's like you can, um, basically pay this huge transfer fee for a player that's under twenty two. And then you can um, pay them a huge salary, but they only count like um, a few hundred thousand dollars towards the salary cap because yeah, you want to develop them weird. for the future. And then at some point, you know, because they're young and if they're good enough, then you can sell them to, you know, Germany I mean, I get, and get I, way more than your money back. I get it in terms of the developmental side of it, but that's that's a bit weird. Like that's that's a bit strange. Yeah, you can um, sign up to three of those players. So the Galaxy are taking full advantage. So they've they've been going to they've been going to France for those. They've signed a revolution. His last name's a topic of debate whether it's revolution or revolution. And uh, Cabral is another one that just scored yesterday. They played in Minnesota and won one nothing on a goal by Cabral was one of their signings from the French league. I so, don't know him to be honest. Right, I'm, he's young and. Um, and they're also taking advantage of they've got a couple of players where they've got uh, dual citizenship. Yeah, yeah. See, that that's actually quite funny. Like England, and I never knew this. We've we've got a weird agreement with um, our sort of the, the the other United Kingdom nations. So Scotland, Wales, Ireland, or rather Northern Ireland. We've got an agreement in place with them that um, unless the player has like what was it unless the player's got parents that were born here or they were born here themselves so that's how they've got their nationality we can't use a player for our national team so there's uh, a few players uh, so there was a goalkeeper called Manuel Almunia uh, Spanish Spanish goalkeeper born in Spain never selected for the Spanish national team um, he'd nationalised to England or was in, on the verge of nationalising to England, um, and they were saying, "Oh yeah, we could we could use him in the in our national team," but this agreement that we had in place stopped us from doing that, and it's like fucking mental. Like, yeah. So yeah. we 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 can't exploit that same system. Yeah, the Galaxy have a couple players where they can play either for the Mexican national team or the American national team, and so they're kind of yeah. not want because I think if they play three official matches, they're locked to that team. Oh yes, yeah, so over, I think in Europe it's one. As soon as they play one um, uh, competitive match, so obviously not friendly, it's it's that's it, you're done. Hmm. Yeah. So and the the LA Galaxy podcast I listen to, I'm gonna go ahead and plug it because he's he's a cool guy and um one of my buddies I started listening to because one of my friends, his brother's like one of the main co-hosts is a corner of the galaxy. Yeah. I'll have to check it out, man. It's interesting. I love that shit. Yeah, he goes into like super detail, gets the um, behind the scenes because he's been doing it since like 2009, I want to say. Yeah, yeah. So, 
We've just had our opening game of the season. Um, the Premier League kicked off on Friday night. So uh, Manchester United played um, one of our historical rivals, Leeds United. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the War of the Roses, but that's what that's kind of based on. Okay. Um, and we beat them 5-1, smashed them. Absolutely <laughs> fucking smashed them. It was great. I'm a very, very, very happy boy after yesterday. <laughs> so. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, everybody. That's it for today's show. Thanks for uh, sticking around for the episode 200 of We Are Adult Show. Make sure you check out Sadkins. He, you could follow him at Twitch TV, uh, Twitch TV slash Sadkins. S-A-D-K-I-N-S. And he is uh, streaming Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays, 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, anywhere else that we could follow you, Stephen? Um, I've just changed my Instagram uh, to Stephen James Adkins. Um, and I'm also on Twitter, although I'm, I can't remember my handle. I think it's, I think it's at Sadkins-Gaming, I think. Um, I can't remember. Fair enough. I should be prepared. <laughs> and, and, you know, um, I can see it, but just for the listeners, is it Stefan or Steven? Is it the PH or the V? Uh, it's the V, Steven. Yeah, there's a, there's a bit of a, a war over that, um, whether the V is the right way or the PH is the right way. It's, it's definitely, definitely the V. Like, us, us Stevens with a V are superior in every way, shape and form. Yes, there was a, a, a little kid that I knew, and he was spelled uh, with the PH, and but he wanted to go by Steve, and so I would just call him Steph, and he would get so mad. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. <that's> rude. <laughs> rude. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> they deserve it. Exactly. <laughs> just, just promoting casual bullying on the basis of name. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you can I mean, to be fair, I know him. It wasn't like I just randomly walked up to some kid like at the park or something and started harassing him, but <laughs> you just had a rational. <laughs> Maybe you did. Maybe you did. You're not a nice person, so I mean, I can't. I mean, I that, can't say that does sound like a good, uh, a good fun evening. Just walking up to kids in the park. I didn't have any candy on me at the time, so. I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, that took a segue, so. Just thinking, uh, you know, more fucking rough them up, not. <laughs> you can find us though on Podbean, uh, Google Play, Stitcher, Amazon Podcast, and Facebook and Instagram. Oh, all right. Well, thank you, Stephen, for jo- uh, hanging out with us uh, this fun-filled afternoon, and uh, we'll see everybody next week. Later. See ya.